Maurice Ruiz. Ruiz. Ruiz, sorry. Yeah, okay. My mistake. Do you want to go again? No, no, I'm fine. You're doing a, a play about uh, the band paintings, the famous band paintings. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about the play? Yeah, it's the nine paintings of D.H. Lawrence that um, uh, caught a lot of fuss when he tried to show them in England. Uh, I can't remember what day, years ago. and uh, Well, not that long ago, but they were banned up until recently. And uh, uh, as obscene and one thing, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, but the play's not really. It's it's more about the selling of the paintings. He wants to sell the paintings because Frida, who uh, Lorenzo was married, uh, Lorenzo Lawrence was married to. Uh, he's dead. Angelo Ravelli has married Frida, and Angelo Ravelli was their gardener, and he's the the person that they reckon is the, the gardener from uh, Mellors and uh, Lady Chatterley's lover. So he's selling the paintings to. Caravas, Saki Caravas, the Greek who owns the uh, hotel up in uh, Taos, north in New Mexico. And he wants just to sell the paintings and go back home to Italy, where his, his real wife, his, who's still his wife, his children are there. And he gets very little left in the will, but he does get the sole rights to Lady Chatterley's lover. But of course, it's banned all over the place. So he sells the paintings to Caravas and uh, he goes off back home again. Uh, and as, as it happens, the band, the obscenity law is lifted and stuff like that, and he makes uh, must have made an awful lot of money because he was sole uh, owner of the book. So that was it. Yes, yeah, so and he does have it, but not very few people. He's never been written about before. It's always about Frida. It's always about uh, Lawrence because Lawrence was a famous writer and Lady Chatterley and Grim Smith, you know, Sons and Lovers. That was the other one as well. But he's he's never mentioned, and yet he's the one that kept her together built the ranch for them, did this, did this, did this, did everything. It was ignored all the time in a, in a particular sense because it was all, oh, Lawrence must be this, Lawrence must be that. So that's basically what the play's about. It's about, it's about Angelo and uh, how he feels. And as I say, nobody's ever done it before. And it's very interesting, but uh, it's, al it's also very controversial because uh, it appears that some of the reviewers don't like it and the other reviewers love it, absolutely love it. So you've had five stars and four stars. But we've also had uh, uh, rhubarb from a couple of them too. But at the same time, uh, with all due respect to them, some of them don't know the difference between the word monologue and the word play. <laughs> uh, two different things. And if you use the word monologue, forget it. You're out. Of, you're out of the picture. You know, it's not a monologue. It's too much hard work going into it for a start. So it, it is not a monologue. It is definitely a play. It's a good play. But it's a special play because if you don't know anything about Lawrence and you don't listen, which I think some of the reviewers have not been listening, a lot of people come to plays now and seem to sort of think they're watching television for some reason, you know? They sit there in the front and you know not nothing's going in. Nothing is going in that head, <laughs> you know? And they don't understand it, and you go, why did you come? What are you, what are you, what, what are you expecting? And, and the play takes place in an office like this. Siraki's behind the desk, I'm over here, and I'm talking to you. And somebody will say, well, why doesn't he get out the chair more? Because I don't get out the chair. Uh, other people have said, oh, I love the simplicity of it. But he does, he moves in the chair, of course, but he doesn't get up and dance around. And, you know. I said, well, why would he get up if you're sitting in an office like this? You sit and you talk as we're talking. And on top of that, what makes it even more difficult for the actor, it is not punctuated. It's a stream of consciousness, like Ulysses, 
Now this is uh, Joyce's book. So trying to learn that, believe you me, is, is not easy. It's just like a river of stuff. It's, I'm finding more space with it now, uh, as you would with a play. But when you try to dip into it before, you, you dip in and it's gone. The river's moved on, and you can't. And you, and you find you have to go all the way back here to start to get to go back to point A to get to point F or point G or whatever. You know, it's a, it's it's a fascinating play. It's the hardest play I've ever done as an actor. But because of that, it's exciting. And uh, there are times that I go, why didn't somebody shoot me <laughs> when <laughs> I decided to do this? I you just take me out and shoot me, put me to sleep. Uh, sometimes when you take on a project, you don't quite realise. How monumental it's going to be until you're you're already too deep in, and then you're like, well, you know, it's just it's unprofessional to quit now. So no, you just got to power it through. Yeah, and that's that's the making of people. You know, it is the making of people. So. And uh, you haven't been in the fringe in terms of plays or performing in quite a number of years. Is there any yeah, particular I, reason? I can't remember. Uh, I just haven't been invited. <laughs> 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 you probably think I'm too old. Although you know, people go. I don't believe you're doing this at your age, you know, because it's a monument, it's a mammoth task. But I've enjoyed it, and I'm still, I'm enjoying every every minute of it, even sometimes when I'm, like today I went in and I was just so tired, I just thought, oh no, I can't be bothered, you know. But I pick up, I, sit, I get on the stage and I sit there, and, I, and it all becomes real for me, and the whole dialogue becomes real. And I can feel what's lovely, it's even though the houses have been small, and a lot of houses are small, so these, I mean, we were at the uh, Traverse at lunchtime to get some a bite to eat. I couldn't believe it, it was empty. It was absolutely empty. Uh, there was a queue of people went in, a small queue. When we were there with Gagarin Way, which was the last time I was here, it was mobbed every day. It was just packed with people. And, and we were walking, and I said to my wife, Vanessa, who's, who uh, I'd coaxed into producing, God, love me, I should have shot myself. <laughs> uh, but this is her first attempt at producing. and she's But she's good. She's been a chief executive with her own company and stuff. I said, stop. We were walking up the street. I said, stop. You stand and listen. You stop. It was just silent. And normally it's the festivals on. There's a buzz. You can feel it in the air. There's a buzz, buzz. There's no buzz here this year. And people say, well, it's the Olympics. But the Olympics are down in London. Yeah, we're up here, you know. But I think it may be that no, people don't have a lot of money and stuff. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think but it might be that a lot of people went down to the Olympics or a lot of people... Like you said, you know, they just don't have the money this yeah, year because yeah. uh, most people have either had to really cut back on their expenses or, you know, they are actually gone unemployed. Sure, sure. It's just it's hard times all over, unfortunately. I know, I know. So I guess I'm lucky to be working. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I mean, I haven't been offered anything, and I only did this because my wife got involved with setting up her first little bit of producing as a producer. Because we have a we have a, a, a home out in um, New Mexico, which is where Lawrence died, and I went up to Charles and did some research because the Arts Council gave me a grant when we talked about doing it. They said we'll give you a grant to do some research, not an awful lot of money. I didn't pay for my airfares or anything like that, anywhere near that. But it bought me a couple of coffees in Charles. <laughs> yeah, again. But I went you know. up there and I saw the ranch and I met this wonderful lady, who was ninety nine the next day, and she uh, she knew Angelo Feeder and she danced with Angelo. He was a great dancer. And I said, and he was a great romancer too. And I said, oh, did he romance you? And, and she went, this 99-year-old lady, bright as a button. I mean, in a wheelchair, but bright as a button. Her mind, oh, sharp. And she just kind of blushed. and went, oh, and she taught me a song. And she started singing this little song, you know. And it was lovely. It was absolutely lovely. So I, I, I have all that in my head when, I, when I'm doing it. 
the part and stuff like that, which is good. And and, and Vanessa's always wanted me to do another one-man play. I did a one-man play, uh, There Was a Man for Burns, which got wonderful reviews and stuff, but it had already been done by John Kearney. And, but he did done he did the kind of dandy the the lover thing you know typical John God love him he's great but uh, but I didn't I and uh, I played it with Nicky Tams and mud all over me as if you know I'd come in from the field from plowing and stuff but it was too late because I was second to do it if I'd done it when I, when it was new it would have been different so I always said I would do another one but it's taken all these what now for like thirty years I guess. And I, I couldn't have picked a more difficult. I mean, Stephen wrote it because it came out of an idea, him and I talking. And I said, well, nobody's ever done anything in Angelo the Belly. Why is that? And he's the title, you know, Lady Chatterley. Why has nobody done that? And so he to set to work and he got a grant to start working on the writing and I got a grant to go and do the stuff. And that's how it came about. But it is, it is very difficult. I'm beginning, I was hoping that we would bring it out of the academia world the world of academia. But it's the academics and the people who really know, you know, about Lawrence and stuff like that, who really enjoy the play. I have to say that. Uh, but on the other hand, my wife uh, had a young man who uh, works for her, and uh, he came with his wife, and he didn't know very much about Lawrence. And at the end, he came out and he said, I was really moved by it moved by the man and I need learned a great deal you know from it so uh, so you're getting a whole bunch of different things you know there's other people coming out you don't know what the hell it's about I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well yeah that was, that was going to be my next question actually I mean how does it compare to the, the TV and film work you do like you said a lot of people you know they, they expect when they come to see you they're going to be watching a TV show you've done well, quite a few other big names I know and this is very different I mean I get <laughs> I'm always known for playing hard men and stuff like that. And really, it's it's crazy because I've done, uh, I've I've done lots of other different roles and stuff. But people sort of work on that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I played one of my favourites was playing the sheriff of Nottingham in the the panto at the pavilion um, a couple of years back, and I never thought I'd ever get that to tread the boards of the pavilion. And uh, all the comics were there that first night. I think people were waiting for to see me fall flat in my face, and I didn't. It was, uh, and I loved it. But I'd done. That kind of work, which people didn't know about, before I even went to drama college, I'd done variety, and, and I'd started off as a dancer and, and stuff, because West Side Story had come out, so I, was, I thought, oh, actors are going to have to learn how to dance, so I took up, started doing modern stage dancing and stuff, and I worked uh, I worked down at uh, Barfields and Large and stuff, and uh, it was great fun, and, and I, I just I just loved it. I'd do pantomime again tomorrow if I, if I got the chance, but people still sort of, can't link me with that for some reason, you know, and um, I I don't I don't know. I mean, this is this is very different. This is a, a nice man, uh, slightly embittered, but no hiding it as well. It's it's a mixture of emotions and stuff like that. So it's it's very interesting to play. I I, I enjoy it very much, and I think Stephen Lowe, the writer, has done a good job on it. I think it's probably one of his best plays. But it's a very, very unusual play because it's just the one person. But it is a play and it is a man going through his emotions, not just not just confessing something like to a priest or something like that. He's, you know, it's hard. It's hard. You either go, I know what the hell this play's about, or you go, I love this, this is great, you know. And that's what theatre's about. Theatre is much, I mean, 
you have no control on television at all. You shoot it and you hope that your bits will be included, you know. But that's up to the director, that's up to the editor, it's up to this. In the theatre, you do your play and you start at A and you finish at Z. And if you're good and you're clever and you know your craft, you can stop that play. Like a footballer traps a football, you can stop it and roll it back. Do things with it, do that. You can take the audience in the hand like that and juggle with them and do that, whatever. They're powerless to, to stop you. you. You can do it if, if you do it right. They don't know it's been done. You're using their emotion. You, you know, but that, that's what theatre's about. So theatre is much more exciting, much more exciting. But hard, especially with this one. <laughs> yeah, it's been a real scorcher. Just finally, can you tell our listeners, you know, where it is, when it is, etc.? Yeah, it's at, I think I can. It's a, well, it's all very confusing because the assembly used to be in George Street. The assembly rooms now, or the assembly as it's called, yeah. is now down in George Square. Yeah. So we have two Georges, we have two assembly names, which makes it difficult. We had friends who had paid the tickets, who had stood for half an hour and then got turned away from the box office up at George Street, then paid for the tickets down here someplace, and then couldn't find the theatre because it's in the university. I am looking forward... Well, the play is going to be in Forum 1. Is it Forum 1? Unfortunately, I don't know, because, I, I mean, I live here. I've lived yeah. here all my life. And the <laughs> fact that they keep changing all these names know, and then I making know. a lot of them so similar... Well, it's, it's, down, it's down in George Square, not George Street. And it's venue number one. And it's down in the, in the university buildings. And if you ask any of the, the young volunteers down there, they will tell you where ven venue one is. And it's on at 3.20 in an afternoon. And it finishes at uh, an hour later. And, uh, and as I say, it's venue one. The, the problem with working down there is that you're sitting in seats. And it's fine, but it's a lecture theatre. So you have the little strip table in front of you and you're sitting in the seat. And it's not the same as a theatre. And you've got a fixed time. You know, you've got to be out in an hour's time or something. We've got a booking. We want us to go to um, Lakeside, which is uh, in the ground, Lakeside Theatre, which is in the grounds of Nottingham University. That's a proper theatre, and I've actually worked there once before. It's a lovely theatre. So it's going to be fascinating to do the play on a proper stage in a theatre without the pressure of time as well. So it'll be interesting to do that. Uh, I hope that you, I've entertained your listeners this afternoon or whatever to, uh, to come and see it because it's worth seeing. Uh, and it's a bit of education too. All right. Are you also on until the, the end of the festival? Yes, four weeks. And I've had one day off, which was Monday this week. You know, four, four weeks with one day off. Uh, it's, it's hardcore being an entertainer slash performer. Uh, especially an old man entertainer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for your time. And I'll, no, no, I'll let you get back to relaxing. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>